This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Thank you so much for joining me on this Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. My name is Jason Tate, and I have here in the studio with me my producer, Alexandra. Hi, Jason. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thanks for braving the journey out of the home, which both of us do for this show for you. (laughs) So you can hear the information. It's important to get information out there. It's important to stay on the air as long as we can and... And to just make sure that people get the correct information. There's so much bad information out there. There is. Oh, my gosh. There really is. And I hear we're the last in the Coachella Valley. We're the last live radio show that's actually doing anything on this right now. So that's that's promoting uh, live information out there. So and, and this is a time now where it's important. You know, you're in your homes where you should be listening to information, getting in touch with your family, getting in touch with yourself. I'm going to talk about that during Mm -hmm. this hour. Mm -hmm. Um, So first, the purpose of Tate Talks and then how to follow us and how to reach out if you have questions. Uh, Tate Talks exists because, well, because health information is important and it needs to get out there. Uh, I'm a school teacher and I teach uh, around 220 uh, teenagers a year for the last 15 years. So if you do the math, it's a lot of kids that are directly affected in my classroom. And uh, my background's in biology and in nutrition and in mental health and wellness. And I'm a certified functional medicine health coach. And I do a ton of research. I love learning. And I love learning on how to optimize our health and our bodies so that we can live our best life. And so I share this information with teenagers And this radio show is an opportunity for me to have a much wider audience uh, around the world. Mm -hmm. So that's why Tate Talks is here. We cover movement, exercise, we cover nutrition, and we cover mental health and wellness and mindfulness in here as well. So stick around. We're here every week, by the way, uh, on Sunday, Pacific time, noon to 2 p.m., and then the show is rebroadcast here at iHubRadio.com from 6 to 8 p.m. on Sunday. On Mondays, usually by the late day, definitely by Tuesday, all the shows from the weekend are rolled into podcasts through iTunes, through Spotify. Uh, you just look up Tate Talks, look for the symbol of the hand with the three fingers <laughs> from the three kind of pillars of wellness that I teach from, movement, nutrition, and mindfulness. And you'll find Tate Talks there on iTunes and Spotify. So that's how to follow us. You can call if you have any questions, 760-544-TALK, which is 8255, or you can text the station at 760-699-0202. So... Teaching. Yeah, deep breath. Uh, Last week was the first week of no school. Um, Mm. And it honestly felt like two weeks. It felt like this happened two weeks ago Mm. where they closed schools. And it was a Friday at the end of the day two weeks ago that uh, Riverside County said no more schools, L.A. County, uh, Contra Costa County, and Northern California. And I believe, my gosh, I hope the entire country at this point 
honestly. With the information that we have now, we yeah. probably should have closed schools um, three or four weeks ago. Three or four weeks. I would, I would agree with that, yeah. So uh, I spent a week away from my students, and and I just want to talk a little bit about how teaching has changed and, I, and also mm-hmm. some celebrations as well. So one thing I would like to celebrate is the amount of companies in education that have stepped up to the plate and are offering distance learning, not only distance learning, but free online distance learning resources for teachers, educators, and for students Hmm. to stay engaged and stay learning at home. So big shout out to all the companies that are doing that. Thank you so, so much from a teacher I truly appreciate this. And I do want to call out a couple. Flipgrid is one. I'm having fun with Flipgrid right now. So if you're an educator or just a person you like to connect with people and you want to make a Flipgrid class, <laughs> make go to flipgrid.com. And uh, it gives my kids an opportunity to create little short videos and say hello and like, you know, I don't know, do all their little stuff and put smiley faces and filters and <laughs> stuff on there and, and this is a, may, a way for me to stay in touch with my students last week and I thought it was really special and I did I recorded some of my own videos and was talking to the kids and so thank you Flipgrid also Google has really stepped up to the plate uh, I use Google Classroom exclusively in my classes and I have all year so it wasn't a really huge shift for me to use Google Classroom from home And so, and my kids, thank goodness I've been doing it all year. I did it to save paper Mm -hmm. so that I'm not in the copy room all the time, you know, copying off reams of paper. Instead, I do everything digitally. And so I really appreciate Google Classroom and the entire suite that Google offers. They also, I did an online webinar on how to use Google Applied Digital Skills. So if you're an educator, look up Google Applied Digital Skills. And they have uh, ongoing webinars on how to use this free program. You just log in with your, um, uh, your email, your school email address, and you can create classes just like Google Classroom. It actually links up with Google Classroom. And these are lessons that are already prepackaged and done, and it's, it's so cool. And so I can modify it for my curriculum, which isn't necessarily digital skills, but um, I'm having the kids make infographics kind of as their first you know, trial or their first run at this, but infographics and then you decide the topic. So you can really make it around anything that you teach. Mm. So I change up the topics depending on the classes that I teach. So thank you, Google, so much. And then our school district is really reaching out and doing great things to try and help uh, students who don't have access to internet. And so that's one of the greatest challenges in this country right now is to make sure that if you're going to run online classes, you need to make sure that all your students yeah. have access to be able to do the classes. Because if they do not have access, those students are going to be left behind and it's not necessarily their fault. And so, it's not necessary. It's so easy to, right. to connect everyone. So they're coming up with ways to do that. Um, yeah, and so I, believe a lot I applaud of the, the districts. A lot of the internet companies are also giving free right. internet to students. Right. So, you know, at the world, you know, as much as in, and I'm going to kind of get into it, as much as there's a lot of doom and gloom right now, mm-hmm. there's some heroic stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. are really some heroic stories right now. Uh, my school district, and I know a lot of other school districts are doing this, they're still distributing food to yeah. kids. 
Yeah. Kids, you know, families can drive by and pick up food for the kids because a lot of times this well, the is the only chances, going, you yeah, know, that they get to eat. The bus drivers are going on their, their regular route and wherever they pick up a kid, oh, they drop off food. I love that. Yeah. So the kids are where they they usually go to pick up the bus and the the bus driver, instead of picking up, they're dropping off. I love that. So some some really great stuff. Also, uh, if you want to help feed kids, there's millions of kids in this country that are going to go hungry because of this, because mm-hmm. schools are closed. So there is a foundation. There's probably local ones where you live, but there isn't a, a national foundation called NoKidHungry.org. Mm-hmm. And that foundation is dedicated to bringing food to kids who need it during this time. So NoKidHungry.org, anything that you can um, support and donate and give to that organization that helps feed kids across America. So there's a lot of really cool heroic stories out there mm-hmm. about what's going on. So I, I definitely want to acknowledge that and celebrate that. <clears throat> so with Empty Your Cup this week, which is our mindfulness piece, I want to really just focus on that, being mindfulness and being present. I want you to focus on narrowing in your focus, narrowing in your life, and think about right now, at this moment in time, and not thinking about future, although there is a time and a place to do that. But anytime you're feeling like you're overwhelmed, you're drowning, or, or you're buried under, oh my gosh, what about this? What about that? What about this? Is anxiety creeping in? This is fear creeping in? Yes, I experience it not normally, but now <laughs> with everything that's going on. And then anytime you turn on the TV or even your computer, anything, this is definitely a time where a lot of people are afraid and people that are not normally afraid, like myself. I'm mm-hmm. definitely kind of in this state. So think about the present moment. Look around. Look at your loved ones in your home. I look at my little dog, who is my daughter's dog, but she kind of still lets me pet her still. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's it's important to get outside, get some fresh air. I had tea uh, in the backyard this morning, mm-hmm. and it was so nice to just get some fresh air. I go for a run with the dog each day now. You know, focus on moments. And just like I was just lifting up, you know, focusing on the important things that can happen and that are happening uh, in the world today. So with that, I've been reaching out to my students. And what I do in all my classes is I present them a thought of the day, which is an inspiring quote. And then through Google Classroom, each time I share that with them in class, they write a reflection on it and what it means to them. So last week, all five days, I sent a thought of the day to all my classes mm-hmm. with a little personal note as well. And I want to share the one that I sent on Friday. So I shared this. Sometimes things have to go very wrong before they can be right. And then I said... It's been one week, and the world has already changed forever. Here are some positive notes to the social distancing and tens of millions of people staying in their homes. Global pollution will drop dramatically, Mm -hmm. thereby strengthening all of the planet's ecosystems and natural systems. Humans around the world will use their creativity to stay connected, to grow, to learn, and to solve problems. 
people will have the time to daydream, to be creative, to connect with their inner voice, to focus on their mental health, and hopefully see how precious this life truly is. Overconsumption of excess and things we don't need will decrease dramatically and possibly diminish when we learn that we really don't need all that extra stuff. We have an unprecedented opportunity to connect with family and loved ones. And COVID-19 has given us an opportunity to pause and reflect on what it means to be a human and to be alive in this era. Use this time wisely and be filled with hope and gratitude for what you have rather than focusing on what you don't. Life is precious, the most precious gift of all. So for all those that are alive, consider this a gift that you have the opportunity to make something of it. This is the meaning of life after all, to appreciate it, discover your talents and gifts, and to use those gifts to make the world a better place, leaving it more improved when it is time for your life to end. Oh, and reach out to others. This is definitely a time to make those phone calls to get in touch with people that you don't normally get in touch with, connect, you know, and, and stay together. Yeah. This is a this is this is an interesting time right now, and so I, I really want you to find the light in this. Um, and it's and it's a challenge, and it will take some creativity. Go for a walk. You can, there's no it, it, there's no cost in saying good morning to someone from a distance. All right. And waving. Yeah. So. Coming up, I'll be sharing some symptoms to be thinking about, guide to some hand washing, and some myths to avoid. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studios, Palm Springs, California. You're listening to iHub Radio. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us. Here I have Alexandra, my producer, on running the boards. Hi, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and myself, uh, like it said, you know, award-winning wellness uh, expert, and I'm here talking about this time right now that we're living in, the age of coronavirus, and some tips. And so I'm going to talk about some of the myths that are kind of circulating around right now and things to avoid. Uh, and I picked these up from, I believe, Microsoft News. And a lot of this information, by the way, is also uh, corroborated by Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization. Myth number one, there is a, coronavi a coronavirus vaccine out there. No, <laughs> there is no vaccine. Uh, currently available. According to the experts in John Hopkins, uh, Hopkins, there is no vaccine for the new coronavirus right now. Now, if you remember from last week's show, coronavirus has been around for a long time. There are many versions of coronavirus. You've probably had one. This is COVID-19. And now there are three, actually, I think four different variations of COVID-19 because it's continuing to mutate. It's an RNA retrograde virus and uh, I can talk about that a little bit later. So there isn't even one version of this COVID-19. There are more than three. Wow. So the one that broke out in Hubei, China, is different than the one that's here in America. And it's just, well, that's, that's how viruses work. Right. 
So same thing with the flu virus every year. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so many variations of the flu virus every year. That's why you don't get a vaccine for the flu one season and then you're good forever. No, right. they've got to re- redo it. And that is just a combination of the top three of two dozen variations of flu. But the top three, as far as those are the most um, prevalent variations of the flu that are in that flu vaccine. So this is... This is not something that's going to be like, oh, you know, we'll just get that vaccine on the shelf uh, mm-hmm. next month and we're good. It's not that. Okay. And it won't be like that. Another myth, ordering products from China could make you sick. Not true. No. COVID-19 is mainly split, spread through liquid droplets. So while it's technically possible that a product ordered from China could house a virus infected, bit of liquid, the odds that happening that are almost impossible scientists note that most viruses like this one do not stay viable for very long on surfaces especially cardboard Uh, by the way it was shown that that's the it stays viable the least amount of time but if something's coming from china it's not going to be necessarily overnight Mm -hmm. you're good (laughs) it's on the ship for a while there's no need to change your online shopping habits in fact if anything that's probably going up right now for most people Mm because it's better to do that than to leave your home another myth a face mask can protect you against coronavirus surgical masks are helpful for those who may be compromised or exposed to covid19 however masks don't limit the contraction of coronavirus Since the virus is transmitted as droplets, it's currently not recommended to need to use the standard face masks or surgical face masks or N95 masks, according to Taylor Graber, MD resident uh, from the University of California, San Diego Medical School. Um, Good hand hygiene and washing is sufficient, however. And speaking of masks, there's a few more, but I I do have to kind of do a PSA right now. If you're hoarding masks, if you have dozens and dozens of masks, Give them up. Seriously. There are doctors and there are doctors here in the Coachella Valley. There aren't enough masks for the doctors on the front lines. That's like you hoarding guns and ammunition and sending, you know, your our army, our warriors out into war without ammunition, without guns. And you're just sitting on it. Come on. All all the masks really (sighs) do, as far as I understand, is keep you from touching your face. You can do that with a scarf at this point. Right. All the, the the reason that you see these people wearing one, like in China or, or Japan, is, is it literally just, in, and washing your hands is the same thing. Yeah. So if somebody coughs and sneezes and there's droplets in the air, you know, and there's a viability factor, I saw some research recently that the half-life of the virus particles in the air is about 33 minutes. Mm-hmm which is a little while. And so it takes a few hours for these particles to kind of really degrade that are in the air. So that's kind of a scary thing. But these particles (sighs) can get into your eyes, but they are definitely landing on objects. You know, if somebody coughs or sneezes. So if you're in a supermarket and some, you know, somebody's there with it, not even showing symptoms, wash up, seriously. (laughs) You know, bring wipes with you. I mean, I I have allergies and and I sneeze and I cough and unfortunately I get looks. But I I've right. I've developed this habit that I just cough into my shirt. Yeah. 
and I, you know, cough into your elbow. Sure. And yeah. it's it's a good practice to do that. You and know? I'm glad you brought that up because right before I came to the studio, I was just kind of scrolling last minute through some new articles, and I saw an article about coronavirus. Is it allergies or flu? Mm. You know, is are your symptoms coronavirus symptoms or the allergy? Because it's allergy season, like full swing right now. People are still getting flu and people are still getting colds. So how can you tell the difference between COVID-19 and these other illnesses? I actually printed it up and I'll be sharing it with you in a moment. Stay tuned here on Tate Talks. I told you he does all the research for us. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Thank you for listening. This is Jason Tate here on Tate Talks, live in the studios here out of Palm Springs, California, where it's beautiful and sunny today. And I can't wait to go on a run this afternoon with my little dog. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous, the weather, yeah. and I, it's it's nice. To, you know, I look out the window or I'm in my front yard. We're doing a lot of gardening, and I see the neighbors going for a lot of walks yeah. with their puppies and with their family. You know, I've been seeing that, too. It's nice. <laughs> One of our neighbors actually <laughs> drove up the other day in their car, and, you know, they're like, we're not getting out. We just miss you. And we Aww, just wanted to say hi. That's cute. And it was just so sweet, I and like we missed that. them. and. And uh, and they're just around the corner, but they were going for a drive because they were bored. But um, and they have an electric car, so it's fine. <laughs> but um, they're like, we just miss you. We wanted to say hi, and we chatted. You know, I stayed by my mailbox down the road, yeah. and it, yeah. was nice. it was nice. Yeah, this is a this is an important time to connect and and be human, and connect in safe ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a video recently that handshakes might change for mm-hmm. a long time, and it's interesting that I saw this video and I saw a bunch of you know. Uh, famous people and politicians doing this elbow bump thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing with my students in the last week that I had school. Because I normally shake hands with every student that comes to yeah. my door to wel- to welcome them to my classroom, which is a great sentiment. And I love doing it. We're going to go to bowing or something. But yeah, you know, we'll like kick our feet together, <laughs> you know. So Well, it's interesting because we were talking about this yesterday with my stepson. And I, I said, he's like, what is your one takeaway? And I'm like, Europe is going to be changed forever because yeah. we're kissers. We kiss the cheek when we greet. And in Portugal, I should do three kisses. Mm. Go one, two, three. And that is so fundamental yeah. to our ways. It's, it's going to be really bizarre. So that is that is an interesting point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. In America, we don't do that quite as much, but handshakes are very common mm-hmm. in America, yeah. you know, and high fives and that type of thing. So... Get ready for that to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before the break, I was mentioning how can you tell the difference if you have allergies, if you have a common cold, if you have a flu, or if you have COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. And so I printed something up I thought was really good. 
So if you have allergies, these are the common symptoms of allergies. Runny nose, sneezing, red, swollen, itchy eyes, an itchy nose, kind of a tickle in your throat. Very rarely will you have a fever mm-hmm. with allergies. That's very rare. So I know, you know, you might be sneezing like, oh my gosh, you know, and our brain automatically goes to, do I have it? Am I one of the people who's sitting in this incubation period of two to 14 days without showing real signs and symptoms? If you have red itchy eyes, um, an itchy nose, tickle in your throat, no fever, runny nose, and you normally get allergies, it's probably allergies. Mm-hmm. Am I telling you to not take yourself seriously? Am I telling you to not quarantine yourself? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's probably allergies. Uh, go ahead and quarantine yourself if you want because you sneeze. That's totally up to you and I would not criticize anyone for doing that. Uh, a cold, you'll have a runny nose, you'll be sneezing, you'll probably have a sore throat with a cold from post-nasal drip, aches and pains across the body, kind of alarm bells going up, Mild, dry cough, still very rarely a fever with the cold. If you have strep throat, which is streptococcus pneumoniae, which is a bacterial infection of the throat, you'll have a very, 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 very sore throat. It'll feel like you're swallowing razor blades every time you just swallow your saliva. Um, I'm speaking from experience. It's awful. You'll have painful swallowing and you'll have a fever, usually with strep throat. So, but notice no cough. Okay. With flu, fever is very common. You'll have a dry cough. It comes on quick um, with the flu. It won't just kind of gradually lean into it. You'll be like wham Mm -hmm. with the flu. Headache, sore throat, fatigue, sometimes a runny nose, and sometimes diarrhea. These are the common symptoms of flu. And this is all from Centers for Disease Control. With the new coronavirus, COVID-19, These are some things that are a little different. You'll have shortness of breath. Notice that wasn't in the others. You don't have shortness of breath with allergies. You'll have a fever above 100 degrees Mm. with COVID-19. You'll have a dry cough. The gradual onset, that's the thing, up 2 to 14 days. It just gradually gets worse and worse and worse versus flu, which is a really quick onset. Wham, you wake up, you got it. Um, sometimes you'll have a headache, sometimes you have aches and pains, sometimes you have mild sneezing, sometimes you have fatigue, but it's not predominant like the flu. And diarrhea with coronavirus, COVID-19, is rare. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit and kind of clears the air a little bit on whether or not you're having some allergy symptoms or a cold or COVID-19. That being said, um, I want to share some information, an article that was sent to me by a good friend of mine. Uh, I'll just call him Brian. His name is Brian. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. I don't know if you're listening or not. But this is found on medium.com, like medium, like the shirt size, medium.com by Tomas Pollo. And the name of the article is The Hammer and the Dance. Hmm. It's according to the article, it's a 30 minute read. Um, I would, I, I'm sure that varies depending on your um, reading level and your knowledge of science and whatever, but um, definitely dig in. Don't go to that article and think it's a quick read because it's not a quick read. Uh, it's a long one, but mm. definitely worth it. 
And I'll share some fine points from this article, by the way. Summary of the article, strong coronavirus measures today should only last a few weeks. And by strong, he means the hammer, hmm. which is what's happening in some of these other countries, but a little bit too late. Italy is trying to drop the hammer, but it's already way out of control. Um, there shouldn't be a peak, a big peak of infections afterwards, and it can all be done for a reasonable cost to society, saving millions of lives along the way. If we don't take these measures, tens of millions will be infected and many will die, along with anybody else that requires intensive care because healthcare systems will have collapsed. Within a week, Countries around the world have gone from this coronavirus is not a big deal to declaring a state of emergency. Yet many countries are still not doing much. Some countries like France, Spain, or even the Philippines have since ordered heavy lockdowns. Others like the U.S., United Kingdom, and Switzerland have dragged their feet hesitantly venturing in to social distancing measures. And that's what we're doing. We're just kind of like leaning. It's not, you know, because we have certain policies in this country. And it didn't make sense to me until I really now I'm in the thick of it. Italians were warning Americans and the rest of the world because of similar policies. And I'm like, what do they mean by policies? They mean that Americans are, they don't want their government to come in like a communist government and say, we're shutting this down. Right. And they, we don't want to feel like we're being oppressed by our government, which is one of the freedoms and one of the liberties of living in America. However, at this current time, this resistance to fighting back or the government's hesitation to putting on strict limitations mm -hmm. is what's going to cost a lot of lives. And here are some of the takeaways. It says that these are takeaways when you're done reading the article. The healthcare system in America currently is already collapsing, by the way. And countries have two options. They either fight it hard now or they'll suffer a massive epidemic. And if they choose the epidemic, hundreds of thousands will die, and in some countries, millions. And that might not even eliminate further waves of infections. If we fight it hard now, we'll curb the deaths. We can relieve our healthcare system, we will prepare better, and we can learn. We need to buy some time right now. And, and what the article talks about in buying some time is putting some relief on the healthcare system and not overloading the healthcare system. Because at this point, if we don't drop the hammer hard right now, we're going to get into this huge wave. And there's a graph here that shows uh, there's several graphs which are really well done. There's only 50,000, approximately 50,000 intensive care unit beds in America. Mm -hmm. And according to the statistics and the math, at the highest point, at one of the points within the next year, there'll be over 3 million patients in need of intensive care unit beds. And there's 50,000? Yeah. Um, math is not up. <laughs> We're not prepared for this. No, we're not. And this is just people with coronavirus. The, the article goes on to say, you know, what about the collateral damage of this? Okay. These numbers only show people dying from coronavirus. What happens if all your healthcare systems collapsed by coronavirus patients? Mm -hmm. Okay. There are 4 million admissions to the in in intensive care units in the United States every year. 
4 million before coronavirus and 500,000 of them die, 13%. Without ICU beds, that share would likely go much closer to 80%. And even if 50% died in a year-long epidemic, you go from 500,000 deaths to 2 million deaths. So you're adding 1.5 million deaths just with collateral damage. Yeah, people are not going to stop having heart attacks to exactly. make way for... Yeah. It'll still happen. I... <laughs> I, I, my, my hope and my, my prayers and my wish is, is that the government does wake up, people do wake up, and they stop being silly about this. I'm, I'm watching, you know, I, I said earlier, my stepson is, is home from university, and they're, they're, they see it on social media. These kids are going through, you know, and, and doing some really silly things, and, and this is, you know, this is not a joke. And, it's and, not a joke. And, no. you know, if you have a kid that's not taking it seriously as a parent, you know, it's time to have a coming to Jesus talk with them and sitting them down and yeah. saying, this is, this is not a game. This is not, there's no reset on this video game. You nope. know, this is it. And, and there's going it, to, it's, it's going to be a big wake up call. Um, you know, Americans tend to uh, ride things very easily because of the advantages that are in this country. Yeah. And, 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 Gratefully, We're spoiled. Gratefully so. Gratefully and, so. And a little soft. Yes. And um, this is going to be a big wake-up call. So medium.com. It's a very long article, but really, really well done uh, by Tomas Poyo. And it's called The Hammer and... Well, what was it? <laughs> oh, The Hammer and the Dance. And so the dance part is about keeping that infection rate you know, at a low level. Mm -hmm. And there are countries around the world that have done the hammer that are now in the dance phase. Mm -hmm. And we need to learn from that. We need to look and see yeah. where is success happening? Because we're all humans, right? Yeah. How is it any different? So where, where are the success points and how can we mirror that? Yeah. You know, thinking instead of isolating ourselves, oh, we're America. We really need to learn from the rest of the world and start listening to these Italians. Yeah, They've been screaming the border. for us it to, came through. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're in it. We're in it right now. And if you weren't taking it seriously before, please share that article. Read the article yourselves. And please take this seriously right now. Stay with me. I've got some. I'm going to finish on a lighter note. <laughs> I don't want to finish on a rough note. I'll finish on a lighter note. We'll come back with a thought to digest. Some inspiring words of wisdom. And uh, I'll send you on your day. Stay with us here on Tate Talks. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studio. Are we on, Alex? We're on, we're on. Live in the studios here, Jason Tate. We were just talking about how much we miss the Obamas. We do, we do. We miss, I miss the Obamas. And I want to share, I don't have this in my notes, but I do want to share one of the tips that's getting me through this time right now. I want to thank you, Trevor Noah, mm -hmm. with The Daily Show, which he is now doing from his couch in New York. <laughs> 
He calls it the Daily Social Distancing Show, and it's funny. It's really good, and it's really well done, and, and they do. He works with his producers remotely mm-hmm. to produce these shows, and they're just a few minutes long, and they're fun, and he shows some clips of our incompetent in chief, you know, doing his thing and talking <laughs> crazy. My wife can't even watch it. She's like, <laughs> he's like an SNL character, but he's in real oh, life, God. you know? But the creativity that people are showing right now is what's inspiring me. Yeah. It, it got me through our previous challenge in, in this country, and it's inspiring me right now. And I was just sharing with you right. um, because I get the news feeds on my monitor, and something that just came across is that uh, Southern California's show business community is helping out in unique ways. Uh, what they're doing is these costume designers are, are sewing protective masks for uh, immediate distribution to healthcare facilities. Um, that's so very creative. Awesome. That that's amazing. And 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 there were so many things that that happened before when the country had to come together in tragedy and 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 the creativity is what the one thing that America has over every single country in the world is its creativity and its ability to be creative. Right. Right. Yeah. Not being kept under a thumb. Yes. So let's use our freedom. Yes. Right. Let's use our free society and our capitalism let's use it in creative ways to support each other and right now we are at war yes and the people on the front lines Mm -hmm. are the doctors that are working on this with people and i keep hearing these tragic stories of doctors not having enough protective equipment because Mm -hmm. of people hoarding Mm -hmm. or them not being produced fast enough i mean if there's a way for you to help out in the world today help the people that really need it help the kids that aren't being fed go to nokidhungry.org and here's another thing we have an economic stimulus package that's going to be coming from our government and i heard something uh, it just it just boggles my mind many families are going to get you know twelve hundred dollars per mm-hmm. person yeah. unless you're incredibly poor then you're going to get six hundred dollars per person really that's I, what I heard. I haven't I haven't read it yet, so I can't comment on that. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I actually I learned that on the daily social <laughs> the daily social mm-hmm. distancing show with Trevor Noah, hmm. and he's just it's a head scratcher. It's like what? Yeah. And so I automatically was thinking, if somebody can organize, and this isn't me, but if somebody can organize a nonprofit to find a way, like I would happily give up either half my share or whole or my whole share to help families who are mm-hmm. getting only 600 yeah. per person, yeah. like, you know, per adult in the family. Come on. Yeah. These are the people that need it the most. So if there's a way for us to find out which of these families are getting a smaller share, mm-hmm. and if it is true, if it is in fact true that it's these families that need it the most, mm-hmm. like if there's a way for those of us who don't necessarily need it the most, mm-hmm. how can we find a way to get that you know, half or all of our share to those people it has to, to help be them a, out. It has to be a volunteer information from the people that are receiving this. Right. And then you have to verify it because in my nonprofit, um, one of the things I get asked all the time is, can I meet the families that I'm donating to? And I can't, right. I can't share that. Right. And, um, you know, we assure them, uh, you know, we take pictures and we assure them that, you know, it's getting distributed and we have to be very careful right. with that. Well, there's got to be a way. There, there is, uh, again, Somebody out there, creativity somebody listening. Prevail. Yeah. Somebody listening, find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do Absolutely. that. Let's help the families that really need it. And so I want to also talk about, um, well, 
every week I have a thought to digest. So this week I have an inspiring quote. And I've been sharing quotes about hope with my students every day. And I will continue to share these hope quotes with my students every day as I reach out through Google Classroom. I want to get on this distribution list. <laughs> yeah, I can send them to you too. Yeah, send us, send us an email or a text. Get on this list. Okay. <laughs> this quote, you may not always have a comfortable life and you will not always be able to solve all of the world's problems at once. But don't underestimate the importance you can have because history has shown us that courage can be contagious and that hope can take on a life of its own. Love it. Michelle Obama. Oh. Sounds like something she would say to her husband. Yeah, yeah. So... Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for honestly everyone who's out there doing the work and my immense amount of gratitude to the healthcare workers who are working around the clock, against the clock, mm -hmm. and they are being overwhelmed. And we are not even at the worst of it yet. Well, it, and I want to, you know, the National Guard will be here. They mm -hmm. are here already. Mm -hmm. They're going to be more. And they're here to help. Yep. They're not here to suppress. They're here to help. And, and, and they are, they have to be here. And I, I, I just want to acknowledge them and thank them. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's something they signed up for, yes, but still, thank you. Right. And, and without them, you know, this could be a whole lot worse. So stay, stay tuned, stay informed, mm -hmm. avoid the infodemic too much information <laughs> <laughs> that was from the world health organization yeah, yeah. i can't take credit for that one yeah. but the the who is calling this an infodemic and, and it really is um you know consider the sources of information yes. and don't tax the healthcare system if you don't need to go mm -hmm. to the hospital please don't no. go to the hospital they're busy you know i always have a saying if it ends in dot com it's dot commercial Oh, it's true. And they can say anything they want. Nobody checks them. Be careful with the dot coms. Right. There's well, no regulation. It's a product. Yeah. Dot yeah. so orgs are good. Dot orgs are good, yeah, but still take it with a grain of salt. So, yeah, here we are. Um, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm, I'm going to go for a run with my dog. I don't run, but I'll go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to get some of these products from oh, epichealthco.com. Yes. I shared in yeah. the first hour we were... Uh, interviewing Epic Health Co. or Epic Health Company, which is found at epichealthco.com. I know we just talked about dot coms, but mm -hmm. uh, she has this product that is a non-THC, pure plant-based uh, CBD nutraceutical hemp biophyte biophytoceutical <laughs> <laughs> nanoparticles. Um, no, she did a great job uh, talking about. It. So catch us on iTunes. Catch us on Spotify. Tate Talks is here at iHubRadio.com every Sunday and on all major podcasts to provide current, up-to-date information with regard to health and wellness, to inform and inspire so that you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>